Hello, I'm really glad you joined us online. Last week, we began this series with a message that showed how Christ's death and resurrection sets us free from useless, self-defeating strategies. Three heart problems drive these strategies, and last week we discussed the three heart problems that generate many useless strategies, frankly. If you'd like to take the time, you can review last week's message on our YouTube site. The Bible reveals that we have three embedded heart problems. Selfishness, I want what I want. Arrogance, I deserve what I want. I, more than anybody else, I deserve it. And damaging, I don't want to. But I am willing to hurt you to get what I want. Blocked goals are one reason that we run over people and cause damage. Our hearts are sad, S-A-D. They are selfish, arrogant, and cause damage when we don't get our way. This series is meant to help you know how to reject folly, and move toward wisdom. We must keep wisdom in mind daily. We have to keep choosing wisdom daily or we suffer. And we need God's help to move away from folly since these problems are embedded in our hearts. He gives a new heart to those who decide to follow him, turn around from going their own way, and choose to make Jesus Lord of their life. Today I want to introduce you to the first of the five fools that we'll look at in this series. I'm sure many of us can identify with this fool. I I sure can. I'd like you to meet the easy way fool. We've called this fool Lazy Larry. You you have likely seen this fool in many sitcom characters and movies, and you didn't realize you had seen him because you hadn't been properly introduced. You can see uh, a main characteristic of this fool in the character George Costanza from Seinfeld. George has somewhat of a lazy streak, to say the least. He he will do anything to get out of working hard. He had a carpenter build a bed underneath his desk so he could nap during the day. That's crazy. I've never gone to those links, but in some ways I can identify with George's desire to get out of work. God cursed the work when the first man sinned, and it's made it difficult. He cursed it. He said there would be thorns and thistles in the work. They, he was working in the garden at the time. And the frustration in our work is taxing, And it's meant to lead us back to God himself. Work 
though, can feel like it's getting in the way of our fun. Do you remember when realizing you would never get a summer break like we did in school? I I sure remember that. If I could get to summer when I was in school, life would be good. I could break out of the mundane schoolwork and enjoy myself. Classes, papers, and books were such a drag on my life. This is something I had to get over in adulthood. One summer in high school, uh, my dad hired a friend and I to roof the house. Uh, we would we would work till about 9:30 at 10 and it would get hot and then we'd go to the beach and my dad realized what was going on and he devised wisely devised an incentive program so that we would get the job done before summer ended there's nothing wrong with enjoying vacation. I I love it. We need to rest, take breaks, get refreshed. The problem is wanting to go on a lifelong vacation. A life of ease, though, is what most of us desire. There is a strong pull in our hearts toward this life of ease. In Hebrew, the kasil is the name of the fool who embodies this life pattern. This is the first of five Hebrew names for fools. As you read scripture in English, it's easy to miss these patterns because there is only one word for fool in English. And the English word fool means someone who is mentally deficient in some way. But in Hebrew, it means that the person is morally deficient. They are trying to get around God, and they don't factor God into the situations, and they try to get what they want without him. These are strategies. These five fools, the profile of them, are strategies that we try to use to get around God, to get what we want without factoring God into the situation. So let's look at the core characteristics uh, of the fool. You may be able to follow, you may want to follow along on the handout. First of all, the Casil has an approach to life that chooses a certain attitude. He or she is confident and hopeful in the wrong things. Listen to Proverbs 14.8. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly, this fool, folly here, is evela, folly, or selfishness. The folly of fools, the Hebrew word here is kasil, is deceiving. They are liars and deceive others to cover up their laziness. 
their characteristics are they have a lazy streak. They have big ideas. They make grand plans, but they don't work out, take the time to work out a step-by-step plan to accomplish their big plans. They expect a magic key. When these fools have marriage problems, the latest book is the answer to solving their marriage problems. They're, they're simple. When they see an infomercial on TV about making good money part-time, part-time work has a strong pull because they can take off the rest of the time. A new job is the key to pulling it all together. The person with good sense, though, thinks things through. Well, the Casile keeps getting tripped up because they are self-centered and think their way is the right way. Their key tool is lying. The key tool of the easy way fool is lying. The folly of fools is deceiving. This fool uses this tool especially when they get caught being a late, lazy person. That's, that's how it happens. They keep looking for a magic key that will unlock the easy life, but they never find it. If you're taking notes, you might want to write down magic key. They are also incredibly lazy. They are known as lazy liars and complainers. They complain about the work. Ecclesiastes 4 or 5 says, The fool folds his hands and ruins himself. Instead of working hard, he is folding his hands, and he brings ruin upon himself. His idle approach may appear to be inactivity, but it's aggressively eating away at his life, her, 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 her life. ESV translation, the English Standard Version says, he folds his hands and eats his flesh. Warren Worsby was a pastor who wrote several commentaries, and he said, Laziness is a slow, comfortable path toward self-destruction. Another characteristic of the Casile is to be an excessive talker and liar. uh, Proverbs 12.23, a prudent man keeps his knowledge to himself, but the heart of fools blurts out folly. Speaking without thinking can be costly. Have you ever had to eat your words? I have. Or have you ever been tempted to tie, to, to lie or talk your way out of owning responsibility for failing to work hard? One time when I worked at Riverside Poly High, my boss asked me where I was. I was actually in the parking lot, not 
where I should have be, which was in the 600 building. Uh, when I said this, when I said the lie, I was in the 600s building. The Holy Spirit immediately convicted me of that lie. And I knew I would have to confess the lie to my boss and ask for forgiveness. I went into his office shaking and I asked forgiveness and he gave it. This is how the Holy Spirit works. He, he helps us. He speaks to us and he shows us he convicts of sin and wrong. And that's a good thing because this allows us to keep clear relationships. If I hadn't asked my boss's forgiveness, he would not be able to trust me. I'm glad I did. Jesus wants us to keep our relationships clear. This is a way that Jesus breaks us free from self-defeating strategies. His spirit convicts us when we sin, and we know that we must make it right. Lying to cover laziness is a characteristic of this fool, of Cassils. The passage above says that the folly of fools is deceiving. Finally, this fool is easily angered. They blow up to camouflage their laziness. Proverbs 14, 7, 17 says, A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. If the Casil were an animal, they would be a possum. Possums play dead when a predator threatens them. But when, the, when they are threatened, if they can't get away, they are vicious. Their teeth come out. Casils will get angry when they're caught being lazy or playing dead. Whenever someone calls them on their lazy approach, the teeth come out. As you can imagine, the impact of the easy way is continual disappointment. This fool is disappointed that they never find a magic key to unlock a life of ease. Those around them are frustrated constantly, and learn not to count on them. Eventually, the frustration can cost their job or important relationships when it's to the extreme. I, I know I've been frustrated myself when I run into uh, the results of a slack approach in life. CIV put a sitcom together in 2007 called The Station. It was sort of like the TV show The Office. We just talked about the characteristics of the Casile. Let's watch this video that uh, recaps the characteristics of the Casile. Let's watch this. 
Okay, everybody, stop what you're doing. Anything you've got scheduled today, it's got to be pushed. Yes! Why? Jason represents the easy way, fool. Two-word description of the easy way would be a lazy liar. You can see the key characteristics of this strategy in the character Jason. He has a lazy streak, big ideas. He's looking for shortcuts and a magic key to make all of life come together. In Jason's case, the magic key would be the money he would get from winning the lottery that he's put his hope in. Every week, I march into 7-Eleven and buy one of these babies. So I can win. For me. Numero uno. Jason, the Casile fool, is confident and hopeful, but in the wrong things. You catch him lying at several points in the segment to cover his lazy and unrealistic approach to work. Jason. There should be no reason you throw it at me. Jason. Yes. Do you have the write-up on that basketball player from Marshall High? Yeah, I emailed it to you. Three points. But it had a big attachment, so you might have not got it yet. No, it was, no, it was just text. Jason, you're such a liar. And you're such a not in this conversation, so why don't you go win another award or something, Candace? He has such a grand and fantastic plan for the project that he doesn't meet the deadline and makes very little progress toward the goal. He wasn't realistic in thinking through what he could do by 5 p.m. Jason, why don't we begin with you? Oh, I'm going to need an extension, Ted. <laughs> Which is a little one. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I've got some displays coming in, posters, uh, fabrics, things that are going to make my, my presentation way better than anybody's in here. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just didn't want to do the job halfway, so. You didn't want to do the job halfway. And so you didn't do it at all. That's, some, that's, that's what it sounds like. But no, I've got stuff ordered, and they'll be here later no, no, in the no, week. The deadline was 5 p.m. today. You failed. You're out. Ted, that's kind of harsh, don't you think? No, it isn't. Jason is also very sure that his mascot idea was the best. These folks tend to overestimate their abilities. I've got the best idea for a mascot, and now the office is going to have to settle for somebody else's. So, who's the loser there? I did not win the lottery today. I just checked online. However, I do have $3 in my wallet, and the jackpot's even bigger next week. Watching that video is another way to take in the characteristics of the fool so that we can know them and try to avoid them at all costs. This approach is a dead-end approach to life. But sometimes we do look for the magic key that's going to unlock the easy way. All of us can read the latest book and hope that it holds the key to a better life. We get wrapped up in uh, what the principles they're saying and we we think it it's going to take work to apply those principles but we tend to think that hey i'm just going to make this happen now i'm going to change or you go to a seminar and it's it's good you you learn a lot but you you think it's more simple than it is to apply the principles in the seminar. It's going to take work 
to apply those principles, a conversation with a powerful person may promise to hold the key to a preferred future, a financial strategy that's a shrewd shortcut is attractive to you. Magic key after magic key comes, and we never find that they deliver on the promise. The easy life never arrives. There is no magic key. So let's make a turn and who, how, and ask how to move away from the easy way. Wisdom shows the path that leads us away from these foolish patterns. The wise make choices that please God versus choices that bring only pain to themselves and those around them. Folly gets clear as we compare it to wisdom. Check out this verse to see this in action. Proverbs 28, 25, and 26 A greedy man stirs up strife, but the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. The word greedy here means living large, roomy. This type of person tries to get more than they deserve regarding blessings and accolades. There is also space, a lot of room between their dreams and reality. They're not taking the time to work out a plan to fulfill their dreams. This approach is based on a false sense of entitlement. We, we think we deserve things like comfort and convenience, and when we don't get them, we angrily blow up. The Bible reminds us that this approach brings strife. The greedy man stirs up strife, but there is a never-ending battle and frustration with people and circumstances if you choose this approach. Yet, the wise resist the false sense of reality and place their confidence in God and His Word, the Bible. They are not looking for a magic key. The idea of deliverance in this passage means escape. He who walks in wisdom will be delivered. He will escape the trouble that would come from not being wise, from choosing folly. Trusting God allows you to become free of the easy way and the strife and the disappointment that comes with it. I, I can see much of myself in this thinking, and you can too if you're like me. So what do I do about it? Here are some specifics on how to move beyond the easy way strategy. First, trust God and work hard. Hebrews 6, 11, and 12 says, 
And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. To combat laziness, work hard. When tempted to slack off, put it in gear. Throw away the magic key. Stop looking for it and expect hard work to be the path to fulfilling the promises of God and your own promise as well. The two words used in contrast here are earnestness and sluggishness. Earnestness means convey, it conveys the speed and eagerness one takes to get the job done. This person completes assignments on time. On the other hand, sluggishness is laziness, and it means a, a dullness of hearing. They don't get the job done like someone... It, dullness in a hearing means, have you ever given instruction to somebody and you know they're not listening? That's what it's like. That's the idea of sluggishness. They're not intent whatsoever on getting things done. They're just thinking it's easier than it is. But we need to be we need to not be sluggish and be earnest. The last part of this verse shows God's promises for those who trust God and choose diligence. The lie is to believe that if I work hard with my current responsibilities, I will miss out on what I want to do. But enjoying our work is crucial to enjoying our lives. And Ecclesiastes 9 says, enjoying your work is a gift from God. The key to overcoming this is to realize that God will bless my current work, what I'm doing right now, and keep his promises. You, you don't miss out. You get the good things from God himself. The next thing to do is to ask God to help you clue in to the consequences. Proverbs 19.3 When a man's folly ruins his way, his heart rages against the Lord. Often, we want to be free from frustration without changing the path that got us there. We need to try to ask God. We need to ask God to clue in, clue us into the consequences of our actions so we can change. When life flows out of our foolish choices, we get frustrated and we're, we are so frustrated with the tangled web of problems that we weave. This leads to rage against God and others when 
they don't seem to help, and we we want somebody to blame. So often we blame God. When we experience the consequences of foolish strategies, this is God's classroom of life. Yet we we don't learn unless we ask God to teach us. The word, the Hebrew word musar, it, it means uh, take a beating, and it's the word. It's translated discipline, and it means to take a beating. And if if we don't allow God to coach us and respond to Him in the middle of our trouble, then we uh, we we don't change. We're fools. We 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 live the same year over and over and over again. We we don't change because we're not turning to God and confessing and repenting of our lifestyle. We must ask God to help us take responsibility and not blame him or anyone else for where we're at in life right now. We need to ask God to help us see how our actions and attitudes are causing frustration to us and many people around us. Finally, moving beyond the easy way strategy comes as we speak the truth. Ephesians 4.25 Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Since the casile fool is the lazy liar, working hard to change doesn't address the core issue. You must begin to speak the truth to counter the deceit and lying and fraud. The easy way fool's mouth is constantly getting him into trouble, whether this is overstating what he has done or will do or just flat out lying when he dropped the ball. God wants to help you move away from these self-defeating strategies. Putting away falsehood means I replace falsehood with speaking the truth. I will put away the lies, pretense, and masks. Anything that aims to portray my status and plans beyond what is going on at the time. We, we, we need to just be truthful. We need to turn away from falsehood. Why? I ultimately hurt myself and others around me if I give people the wrong picture of where I am and who I am. The community God wants to build around us, he, we need to be a team. We need, the church community needs to be a team. And 
those who follow him need to be truthful with one another. One of our values, one of our hard attitudes, uh, is, hard attitude too is live an honest and open life. And there's, uh, one of our values is act, acting with integrity. So we don't plan, we don't present someone that's all together on the outside because ultimately we have blind spots and we need to learn and grow past those blind spots. So if if we don't tell someone where we're really at, they can't help us. They don't know how to help. And so we need to be truthful. We cannot hide who we are and expect to have meaningful relationships. Wherever you find yourself related to these foolish patterns, God wants to help you. And the resurrection proves that he has the power to help. We're walking through these fools in this series so you can identify the counterproductive patterns that you have and walk toward wisdom. These next steps I'm going to have suggest to you are practical ways to apply something you've learned either for the first time or you were reminded of. James 1, 25 says, it's the blessing comes as you apply the scripture. So here are my next steps, suggestions. Circle the starting point for moving beyond the easy way. Uh, circle one of these. Trust God and work hard. Next, ask God to help you see the consequences. And then finally, speak the truth. And then another step could be to memorize Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-six. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. I hope this has been a help to you. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for your kindness and grace. And I pray, Lord God, that you'd help us to take these steps that you want us to take today as you've spoken to us and move away from folly toward wisdom. God, we need this. We need your help to do this. And I pray that you'd give us the strength to do this. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.